And so coming into a posture that supports a wakefulness and comfort, be it standing or sitting or lying, and inviting in this sense of ease within our being. As we sense into this body, inviting in a sense of ease, feeling the feeling into this body, to this fathom long body from its head hairs, the body hairs, the nails, the teeth, the skin, these are the places that we see each other. Of course within the internal organs, the liquids. Sensing into this fathom long body, inviting in a sense of ease within our skin, within the muscle, the connective tissue, the bones, the marrow, into the organs, into the various systems within this fathom-long body. And just allowing and acknowledging whatever is being felt physically within the body, acknowledging any thoughts and emotions that may be present, And gradually just inviting in this sense of ease within our being. Um. Just allowing whatever is present without resistance, without grasping, just letting it. So today's practice is going to be centered around this cultivation of ease within our being, getting and in, inviting in this, these qualities of benevolence, of great kindness, 
one translation that I've heard of metta, of loving-kindness, is that which softens the hardened heart. Of course, also with a sense of friendliness, love, but letting that which softens the hardened heart enter into our bodies and into our hearts with compassion, with great kindness. So feeling into our hearts. Our heart is the great reminder located next to the lungs of this preciousness of this life and its fragility. Of what matters. Just feeling into the heart, our lungs, breathing in this life breathing it out, the heart working so much throughout the day and night, delivering blood into the bloodstream, nourishing the body, cleansing the body, find that these practices just open my own heart to this fragility and this preciousness. times when the heart is hardened. Sometimes these practices of loving-kindness can bring up its opposite, and that too is a teaching revealing to us places where we're closed, places where we're... places that need to be met with mindfulness, with compassion, with understanding of the conditioning that supports the closing of the heart as we begin to understand that the heart perhaps becomes more free. So wherever you are in these heart practices, it's all part of the practice. There was times in my own practice of loving-kindness that it brought up so much anger and sadness and fears. And it took a while for me to understand that that too was my teachers revealing to me the places where I'm stuck and caught and to bring more attention to rather than less if I really want to be more free. So wherever you are, it's all part of this practice. So may we hold it with great compassion, our own process, our own relationship with loving-kindness meditation.
One of the teachings that really has inspired me with this practice is actually the story of how the loving-kindness practice came about. So I'd like to just share this with you. And that there was a group of monastics that had a plan to go to a very far away, remote area in the forest to practice meditation. They had scouted it out earlier and saw it was just a pristine place and not too far from also a remote village where they could collect their alms. And so they told the Buddha of their plans to go away for the rainy season to this uh, secluded forested place to do meditation and they bid farewell and they walked mindfully to the forest and gradually set up their camp with little hermitages underneath trees and various places and it was one of these types of places that had incredibly beautiful conditions very susceptible to support the mind to collect itself developing deep concentration to settling the temperature was just right and there was good fresh water there was the conditions there were just really supportive so they began to practice and after a while um, and unbeknownst to the monastics there was a group of tree spirits that also lived there And it was their home, and they loved that place. And they were very beautiful in appearance, translucent, and very sweet smells of sandalwood-like emitted from their bodies. Their voices were melodic. And when these tree spirits saw that these monastics uh, weren't there temporarily, it looked like they were really going to be staying there, they were getting annoyed because this was their forest. So they decided to do some mischievous tricks, like a f path would be swept and then all of a sudden it would be filled with leaves again. There was some water that was collected and the water pot got empty. There was a fire started and the fire got put out and the monastics asked each other, do you do this, do you do that, did you see the fire go out? And no one knew what was going on. But they proceeded on continuing to practice and when the tree spirits saw that they um, weren't moving they decided to take a more aggressive step and they had these magical powers to transform their beautiful luminous appearances and sweet smelling fragrance from their body and beautiful melodic voices into very scarily scary looking images and their voices were screechy and howly and they transformed their sweet smelling fragrances into stinking stenches and they decided to pounce on these monastics once and for all and so they did this and the monastics fled in terror this forest was haunted with ghosts 
And so they came back, and the Buddha saw that they were there and asked them why they had come back. And they had said, well, this forest is, is haunted. Uh, we can't stay there. It's not suitable. And then the Buddha said, I would like you to turn around and to walk back. And I'm going to teach you a meditation on loving kindness. It became known as the Metta Sutta. And so they were a little bit like, really? You want us to go back? Go back and practice this each step of the way as you lift and move and place your foot. And the shifting of the body weight and lifting the next foot and moving it forward and placing it down. Practicing the heart of loving kindness. So I'd like to just uh, read to you the Metta Sutta. These are the words that they put into their practice, into their embodiment, each step of the way. The first part of this sutta is, is really teaching us about how to live ethically and with virtue. And then the generosity of the heart as it expands inwards and outwards. So here's the Metta Sutta. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, and unburdened with their duties and frugal in their ways. Peaceful and calm, wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. In wishing and gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, the medium, the short, or the small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child. So with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating the kindness over the entire world and spreading upwards to the skies and downward to the depths. Outwards and unbounded and freed from hatred and ill will. And whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. And by not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world.
This is born out of, in Pali, there's a beautiful phrase called Mita Metta Chitta Vimuti, the liberation of the mind and heart through loving kindness. And why? Because it's breaking the sense of narcissism, egocentricity, of greed, hatred, ignorance, of selfishness. So each step of the way, these monastics walking back to the forest, with the lifting, the moving, the placing, wishing in gladness and in safety. May all beings be with ease. And you could say as a metaphor that even though in the sutta it's speaking about the outside, um, you know, tree spirits, they're also inside us, if you will, those parts of us that don't believe it's possible to feel love inside us. Those beliefs, those conditionings, that make us feel unworthy, inadequate. But each step of the way, the monastics lifting and moving and placing, cultivating this heart of loving kindness. And I love even that part where it says, extending this love to those born and those yet being born. It's like, who knows how many beings before us have been meditating for us. We haven't even been born yet. And this love is here if we receive it, if we can let it in. Those born and those yet to being born, wishing and gladness and in safety, could we let this in? And so as the monastics got closer to the forest, the tree spirits looked out and they saw the monastics coming back and they were outraged. And without even talking to one another, they instantly transformed their beautiful, luminous, fragrant, beautiful voiced appearances into ghastly, even scarier looking ones and a stinking stench that would make you vomit. and sounds and screeches that would almost break your eardrums and they got ready to pounce on these monastics once and for all to stay out of our forest. Unbeknownst, the monks, the monastics, continuing just lifting, moving, placing, may all beings dwell with peace. So you can imagine getting closer and closer and the tree spirits are ready to pounce on these monastics, and the monastics, meanwhile, are just expanding their hearts of goodwill, of benevolence, of that which softens the hardened heart. And as it got closer, gradually this type of, like a, like a exquisite breeze of such kindness and such benevolence, Began to enter into the forest setting. The tree spirits were so taken, this spirit of kindness, of benevolence, their hearts softened. 
the invitation even within our own heart and hearts that it can begin to soften. Powers of love. It is said that the tree spirits transform themselves into their beautiful, radiant appearances again and fragrant um, odors and melodic voices and some gathered firewood helped to light a fire, some swept the forest paths, others gathered water. They were so taken with this benevolence of that which softens the hardened heart. And they even encouraged that welcome these monastics and we'd like to learn what you're practicing, let us all practice together. It may be stretching a bit, but it's like a Grimm's fairy tale where at the end they all got enlightened and they all live happily ever after. But that spirit of love, may we never underestimate the powers of love. Even a single candle lit in the darkest of nights illuminates, dispels the darkness. This love dispels fear, dispels separation, dispels disconnection. So just inviting this in and could we just take some time just to rest, to dwell, to be held in this heart of great kindness. May there be ease entering within our skin, flesh, bones, and being. Just allowing to be held and take rest in this great benevolence. And again, wherever you are, may it be allowed and acknowledged as a pathway into the heart. Abiding, dwelling, resting, being held in this benevolence of goodwill, of loving kindness. Just for now, allowing ourselves to take rest in it. There's nothing else that you need to do, nothing that has to be pushed away or added on, imperfectly perfect as we all are. Meeting our hardened hearts inside with great kindness and softening and being, allowing ourselves to be held in this great heart of befriending, of great kindness.
So just really inviting it in. Could it be a could we invite in that we could just take some rest in the grace of this loving kindness and letting it just hold us? The sense is no sense of trying to get it, but just to allow and to receive and to be held in some benevolence of great kindness. And letting this ease just fill into our being, taking rest in this heart. Abiding, being present. This willingness to receive that beautiful line from the Metta Sutta of standing this love to those born and to those yet being born. And so from all those in the past that have been standing this goodwill, may we just allow ourselves to receive this love, to be held in it, to take rest in it. time just resting in the grace of this world, of this loving kindness, lighting in ease within our being with great heart, that which softens the hardened heart.
Letting this loving kindness dissolving the fear, the pain, the separation, the confusion, the shame. Inviting in, may there be some ease within our being. Softening and opening into the heart and taking rest in this heart of loving kindness. Just as the sun shines on all beings without any distinction, any bias. Each of us worthy of this deep benevolence. Feeling our connection, feeling our interconnection. Even as we breathe in, the oxygen is offered to us from the plant world and in reciprocation. Our exhalation is a gift that helps nourish the plant world, a sense of connection and interconnection, that we are part of this family of things. It's resting in this heart just to receive and to be held and the heart of loving-kindness.
just resting. We invite that in just to rest. Rest in the heart. And now there's no other place to go, nothing else to do. We can be unhurried and just be held. No one that we have to be. Just to be allowing ourselves to be held in this benevolence of great goodness. We are enough just as we are, imperfectly perfect as we all are. Resting into this heart, letting the wants and the aversions just falling away, being held with clarity and with heart. And so perhaps a remembering it comes into an abiding of resting into the grace of this loving kindness within our own being, in our flesh and bones and being. May there be ease. May we take rest in loving kindness.
And within this resting of the heart, perhaps also just remembering and inviting in all of our benefactors, our teachers that have supported us, that have seen us, with great gratitude to our teachers, to our benefactors. Giving thanks to these teachers of the heart of wisdom, of compassion, the Dharma teachings. Ah, oh, to the teachers. Great gratitude. To those that are near and dear as well, that our family wouldn't be here without them. Just resting in this dear embrace and bow of, when we bow down to the image of the Buddha, it represents five areas of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, our parents and our teachers. That's what we're paying homage to so in the same way. Great gratitude and gratefulness to our benefactors, May there be some ease within our being, taking rest in these great benefactors of support. And of course, if it brings up some earlier history of some pain to be acknowledged, make begin to make some peace within reconciling this precious life that we have now and this invitation of abiding in this heart and taking rest loving kindness and the great gratefulness to our benefactors without them we would not be here
coming back towards the end of that metta sutta, and it says whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. May we never underestimate these powers of love that dissolve again separation, disconnection, fear, pain. May all beings dwell with peace. May all beings discover the gateways into their hearts and grow with deeper wisdom and compassion. This is said to be the sublime abiding and speaks about that there's, uh, I love in the canonical literature, speaks about benefits of loving-kindness practice. Some very practical. You'll go to sleep easily, you'll have pleasant dreams, you'll wake up peacefully, you'll be loved by human beings. You'll be loved by devas and animals. You'll be protected by the celestial beings. You'll be protected from outer harm of fire, poison, weapons. One's mind becomes joyful and unified. You'll have a bright and, ser and serene complexion. You have to use the creams at night, maybe. <laughs> you will die peacefully. One hasn't attained enlightenment, you'll have a fortunate rebirth. These are said to be these benefits of the heart of loving kindness. Loved by human beings, loved by all beings. May we never underestimate these powers of that which softens the hardened heart. And to allow it in, letting it dissolve that sense of pain and separation, fear. It's a practice. And again, sometimes it can bring up the opposite of things. And as practitioners, we understand these are also our teachers. They're showing us the places where we get caught, where we get stuck, where actually we can bring more attention to. So that we can become perhaps a little less entangled from the tangle. A little bit more ease within our being. This is where, in some ways, both the practice of loving-kindness and insight come together and beginning to see more clearly the conditioning that's fueling these beliefs of our own unworthiness or separateness. So thank you very much for this practice together.